Hello, I am Trafina Wilson and I'm a business and emotional intelligence strategist and welcome to the Gettys Leadership Podcast. If you are an entrepreneur, startup or business owner, then the Gettys Leadership Podcast is just for you. Every week, I will be discussing tips you can use to improve your emotional intelligence leadership, well-being and business. I will show you how to achieve success by using the tools you already have. So our special guest today is the inspiring Lucy Barkas. Hello, Lucy. Hello. How are you? No, I'm really good. Um, right now, it's the, uh, the end of the, the working day. Um, but, you know, juggling between um, having teenagers and trying to motivate them to do uh, homeschooling. Um, as well as um, I've, I've done a couple of podcasts earlier today. So it's been, it's been a good productive day. So I'm winding down right now um, as we record this, we're getting ready for the bank holiday weekend, which feels surreal because we're all on lockdown. Um, but we're going to make sure that we make the most of the weekend. It kind of feels like every day is a bank holiday, doesn't it? There's, there's no difference at the yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I'm definitely taking tomorrow off. I'm not doing any work good. because I think just need to compartmentalise it and say, right, this is a new day. You do, you do. Well, you are a leadership and team development coach and you also contribute on the BBC Radio and National TV. You founded 3WH in 2013, where you help leaders and teams achieve high performance. You're also the author of the best-selling leadership book, Leadership X, well done, which is on Amazon. You can buy it now, so everyone go out and get your copy. And you also have your own podcast as well, where you are helping helping Generation X leaders to take control and make an impact on how they're leading. And I really do love and appreciate that you are coaching high school children how to build their self-esteem and to build their confidence as well. So thank you for joining. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm honoured to be here. Thank you for reaching out to me. So what inspired you on your journey? Um. It's really interesting because um, there's never just one thing in life, is there? Um, we're, we're all a series of different events um, that, that happen to us. But when I look back at the, the common theme that goes through my life, um, I think it goes back to when I was a child, I was never told I can't do that. I was never told um, that I was just a girl or that you know, I, I couldn't achieve my dreams. Um, I always had people there believing in me. And it's now um, twisted my mind um, in a really positive way that anyone can achieve their full potential if they've got um, the right environment and somebody believes in them a little bit more than they believe in themselves. And I think, you know, and I always, always love business and my uh, dad used to take me to the factory and show me how it all worked. Um, so I think I've always been interested in business and um, economics. So um, now I want to help leaders to be that believer in others and to create the environments where they can thrive. So that's yeah. kind of, it just took me through there. Um, but my own career, I spent uh, ooh, 16 years in the energy industry. That was, that was again, it was um, an accidental job. It was my um, first job outside of uni, fell into it as a temp job and ended up spending 16 years. Um, but because the energy industry is so big, it meant that I could move around. And so I went from energy trading to customer services to um, sales. Um, and each time I took a step up in leadership and it was again there, I was almost testing my methodology out 
um, about how to perform with teams. So, so that's kind of how I got here. Um, and yeah, seven years ago, that's right, seven years ago now, um, I decided to go out on it alone, see if I could make a difference teaching what I know to other people. And so far it's working out really well. It is indeed. Did you feel like you were having um, management training or were you learning on the job as you was progressing through through the energy industry? Well, they did invest in me, um, which was awesome. Um, so when I first entered the, the workplace um, as a fully fledged adult, um, it was um, it was in the, the early noughties um, and coaching was just becoming a thing. So I remember going on my first coaching course um, when I was probably 22, 23, and thinking, wow, this is just amazing. Um, and because the, the whole culture was around this coaching style leadership um, and everybody else was doing it, it just felt like, well, that's the way that you do it around here. And so I've never known any different. But I've also, you know, the, the, the company, it was first Eon and then Empower, they really invested heavily in developing talent. Um, and so, yeah, throughout my career, I had that support, but I also always had brilliant leaders who gave me opportunities, um, you know, pushed me and challenged me. Um, and obviously I had that, that inner drive within myself as well. I think that is so important to have a good leader that you can follow on and, and learn from as well. So, um, 3WH has been going for seven years now. So what has been the most memorable moment um, from the work that you've done? Um, well, there's, there's two really memorable ones. I, I suppose they're the ones that made me grow the most. One was uh, an awful story. Um, <laughs> and uh, I actually won a huge contract with a major international company. Um, I'm not going to say the, the name here because I don't want to give away why it was so awful. Um, but the, uh, the, the leader brought me in um, and said, the problem with the team around here is, and he was saying they don't make decisions, they don't speak up in meetings, I've got to do all the pushing and the heavy lifting. Um, and I thought, okay, this is going to work. And we went for the first strategy meeting and I said, look, we need to be really clear on what's the vision for this development program? What do you want to be different afterwards? And he said, oh, I don't deal with any of that vision crap. And I should have known at that point that this wasn't going to work. Um, but I, you know, I had hope. Um, and actually after about three or four months, I was really developing his team, but he didn't want to be involved in the development. And so his team were rising and becoming more confident and more emotionally intelligent, and he wasn't. And as a result, his team were becoming more impatient and frustrated. Um, and I challenged him and said, look, this is where you need to be. And he wasn't prepared to shift. So I said, I've got to walk away. Um, so that was like, for me, it taught me so much. It was one of the hardest things um, that if you don't have the ultimate leader on board with the development, it's never going to work. And then on the other side, another really memorable one was, um, again, I walked into this room with this amazing team and there was one guy and he was there just like this. He didn't want to be participate. Um, at break times and lunch times, he didn't want to join us. Um, for the overnight stay, he decided to travel 100 miles home and 100 miles the next day. I was like, this is going to be tough. Um, and actually, over the, the six months that we worked together, he just blossomed and he became actually the most loyal, um, liked, cared for member of the team. Everybody was willing him to do well and it was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Great experiences, but I think it's commendable for you to know that actually I'm not going to continue with this because I think some people will continue trying to make something work, you know, trying to flog a dead horse. But it's, yeah. it's, it's important for you to go, actually, well, if this person's not in the correct positive mindset, it's not going to work. And I think that's, that's commendable for you to make that decision. Well, one of the things that I always um, make clear when I work with a client is that what we're trying to do is to achieve their outcomes. So it's not my agenda, it's their agenda. And if, as we're working, I, I don't believe that the outcome's going to be able to be delivered... Um, unless something fundamentally changes, I have to be the, the courageous one to have that conversation. Um, and that's where all of my coaching skills come in. Um, and if you get to that point where you just think, actually, it's not fair for me almost to take their money because they're not going to get what they want because they're not willing. Um, yeah, I mean, it was huge, you know, um, crisis of confidence. And I, you know, I spoke to a lot of people about what do I do? But in my heart, I knew it was just the right thing. It was authentic to you to do the right thing, which is good. Talking about positive leadership, why do you think it's so important for organizations to make sure that they do have positive leadership, positive leaders? Well, anybody that is in control of somebody else's life, whether it's paying their wages or, you know, just looking after them as an organization or a charity, whatever it is, um, with that power comes great responsibility Um, and whether you are consciously leading or not you will absolutely leave an impact on somebody and it could be positive or negative Um, and I I have worked with the tyrants and the domineering kind of leaders and it is horrible it is just dreadful but then when you have a leader who has got a really clear purpose um, where you know you believe in what they're doing you believe in what they say And you might not necessarily like them, but you really respect them. Um, You know, with those kind of people, you get that followership. And it's an emotional followership. And people will work that extra mile. They'll they'll work weekends if you need them. Um, They'll try their hardest because they believe in the cause. And and so that, for me, is why we need leaders rather than managers at the top of our um, companies. And the other thing with teams, um, you know, we all want to belong. We all want to feel like we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And when you're on a winning team, just magic happens. But most people know or are taught how to lead a team, but they're not taught how to be a team player or how to be on a team. Um, So that's why, you know, a lot of the work that I do is around building that number one team. Um, And honestly, you can have the same people with the same resources, the same budget, um, go through leadership and team development and the results a year later are just through the roof that's amazing and i think um one thing i liked about your book which is available on amazon just plug it in there again <laughs> get your copy everybody is a, is a great book it focuses on generation x why did you decide to focus on that generation well you can go and google um, leadership or generations and everybody talks about um, you know the boomers because they're such a massive generation and really influential and they're the ones who tend to be holding a lot of the CEO and the, yeah the C, C-suite roles at the moment and then everybody talks about the millennials for the same kind of reason they're, they're huge they're interesting but sandwiched in between is this generation X and the older um, and they think differently 
they've got a different life experience. So they've been brought up by the boomers and um, so they, they've seen that, that world. Um, but also they're tech savvy, they value freedom, autonomy, diversity. They like to have fun and they've got like 20 to 30 years experience behind them. And when people say that there's a leadership shortage um, when the boomers retire, no, there's not. There's this amazing group of people who are just waiting for the opportunity to step up. But because they've been pushed in the sidelines for so long, um, I think in some cases even they've lost confidence, which is why this book um, is really a call to arms for this generation to say, look how brilliant you are. You, you think differently, you act differently. And that is what exactly what we need for this decade ahead. Mm. Um, so that, that was it. It was, yeah, it was a call to arms, really. Um, but then within that, you know, the, the latter half of the book, it's all about how to organise um, and redesign your business, you know, following the five miles method. Um, and there's some really practical skills so you can look at it and try some of those things with your team, whether it's remotely or in person. Um, and then obviously if you want to do more, then I'm here to help. Great. So what are your top three tips for um, leading remotely? Yeah, this, this is um, an interesting one because actually there's hundreds of different things that um, I would suggest. Um, but I was reflecting on this in terms of um, almost like broad statements. And one of the, the um, things that I want to suggest is almost about being um, predictable. So in, in a world that's really chaotic and every day something is changing and we're getting new news and information, um, actually having something that's predictable is really important, which is why you know, the government every day have a five o'clock briefing and they always have three people stood on the same three plinths and then they always go to the questions on the screen. It is predictable, it's methodical. And so what I would ask leaders or even, you know, team managers to do is to have those regular contacts, regular meetings, whether it's the nine o'clock um, group huddle or the end of, um, you know, the week celebration. Um, but yeah, give your, your people as much stability and certainty as possible. So that's number one, make it repeatable and structured. Um, the second thing is all around um, being vulnerable and honest and transparent. Now, um, recently, uh, we, the, the letter from the Airbnb ho um, chairman went out to talk about, you know, they're going to lose people, there's going to be redundancies. Mm. But the way in which he did it was so powerful because he was saying, you know, how sad he is and how he's genuinely feeling it and that they're a tribe and they're a community. Um, and these are all the things that they're going to do to help and support and you can see that, you know, um, he cared for each and every single person that he's going to lose, but he's done it strategically. His words were kind. He showed himself in his message, but he was honest. And I think that's what people want more than anything. So if you're turning up on a, a Zoom call and you just had an argument with the kids or the husband or wife is doing your head in or whatever it is, sometimes it's okay just to take a breath and say, do you know what? My head's a bit fuzzy, you know, um, so let's just have a bit of a chat beforehand or how's it going with you guys just tell me what's going on with you so it's really good to to, to be human and vulnerable so that's the second one um and the third one is to uh, watch your communication um and remember that um every time you know you show up on a zoom you're given an, an image across so think about you know how you turn up the message that you want to give but also remember 
you know, people are getting Zoom fatigue. They're exhausted. It's such hard work to hold this focus. Um, so don't forget there are other methods of communication. So use the telephone. You can still use email. You can leave somebody a little message um, on their phone just saying, hi, hope you're okay. Um, so that's the other one. Don't over-rely on one form of communication. And when you do it, be conscious about what words and impression you're leaving. I um, was coaching a director on yesterday and he was saying to me, I'm sick of having a Zoom meeting about a meeting about a meeting and it's it, is, it is insane and like you said i think people are not really thinking about this other ways i can communicate how was i communicating before an email yeah. would be fine um but yeah i do really feel for people that in their diary they've just got back-to-back -back zoom meetings yeah. now so i think it does need to come from from the head and say right do we need to do this meeting can it be a short email um or make sure we sit to the agenda for the meeting um because you know we are busy you know it's, it's crazy how quickly the hours in the day go but just making sure that when you are doing things together it is it necessary do, do we need it well i mean there's there's only a few kinds of meetings that you actually need and some of them are going to be those those social ones about just you know the water cooler um kind of chats <laughs> about how are you what, what you're mm -hmm. up to so they're really important um, and then you can have, you know, the check-in. So what are we focusing on today? What have we got going on? And they're, they're good tactical meetings. Um, but all of the other meetings, you know, unless it's to make a decision or to create an idea, um, you've just got to ask, why am I actually having this meeting? To be really clear on what's the outcome and who are the people that need to be there to make sure that action actually happens. Um, and, yeah, be quite selfish. Uh, because every time you get them on that Zoom, you're, you're mentally draining them and then they can't actually do the work that you're asking them to do, which is the same in the office environment. It's not just a, a virtual thing. We're just taking it to Zoom now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Well, yeah, so well, so uh, hopefully it'll change. Well, yes, we are hoping that things will change for the better. Yeah. Um, what would you like to see as a new norm now? I mean, when, when things are kind of settled down some more, what would you like to see as a new norm? Well, I, I was coaching um, a client this morning and um, having these, these chats about um, what does she want to take forward. And it was really interesting because she said that um, for, she's decided that she's only going to work, um, she's going to work from home every single Friday. Um, and she said, if I'm allowed. And that was the, the real clincher for me, if I'm allowed. And I sort of said to her, what would prevent you? Um, is performance, has it increased? Have your stress levels um, gone down? Are you more productive? Is your team more productive? And it was yes, yes, yes to everything. Um, and that is, that's the thing that I, I want to take forward, that when people are happier, when they're um, more relaxed and they can do their best work and their best thinking, whatever that looks like as you design your organizations going forward, surely you want to bottle that and keep it. So it's a real opportunity to say, look, all of those endless meetings didn't work, but you know, making people come in every single day, eight till four, and you're not allowed to move apart from that, what was it actually achieving? And if it hasn't achieved anything and you know, the new world over the last few weeks has uh, improved stuff, take that forward with you. Um, there's also a few other things that I've actually found um, that there is more of a, a community. There's more kindness. Um, there's a little bit more tolerance um, and I hope that people take that back into the workplace and keep it in their communities as well. Mm. That's something that I'm really 
hoping for and looking forward to that people are a bit more empathetic to one another. You know, we've been through something that's, you know, it's been life-changing almost, yeah. you know. And, and it's I'm a collective experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, businesses, organisations, people need, are reflecting now and thinking, right, let's not just go through this together and not make any changes, but go through it, come out of it better than ever and continue the best practices, continue yes. the different working, continue how we were considering that people do have lives as well. Yeah. You know, now your office is now your home as well. So yeah, I think- Yeah, we've had a everyone's homes. We've seen what their environment's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You've seen the little one running past the-, the Yeah, couple. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Totally. Yeah. So what have you found yourself doing that you weren't doing before the pandemic? Watching a lot of Avengers movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all honesty, um, that is something that I've given myself permission to do. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, as a family, we've got into a little bit of a routine um, that when it gets to about three o'clock, they've done the schoolwork and I've done my work, that we will do something together as a family. And it might be watching a movie. It might be sitting outside playing cards. We've done a lot of card playing in the sunshine um, or going for that nice walk together. Um, but it's almost like just one hour of being really present with one another. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, and we've all said, why, why did we stop doing this? Or, or how come we didn't do this before? Um, and the truth is life just got busy and we didn't, didn't place importance on it. Mm. So that's definitely something um, that I've caught myself doing. Um, and the other thing which is really beautiful is I've noticed the birds singing. And to me, that's always a sign that I've got a really calm mind, that I haven't got all that chatter and internal dialogue going on. Um, so when I hear the birds, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm being really present. And so that's going to be a signal for me. When I hear the birds, I'm, I'm being present. Brilliant. Thank you, Lucy. You've been amazing. You're so inspiring. And thank you for having the time to, to talk today. If, oh, anyone wants, if anyone wants to contact you, um, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, well, thankfully, I've got a quite unique name, so Lucy <laughs> Barker. Um, so, yeah, I tend to hang out on LinkedIn the most, um, but you can also just search the hashtag LeaderX, um, and my company is 3WH, so you can um, Google me as well. But, but I'm really happy to connect with people. I'm not one of those snobs on uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> if you want to connect with me, connect, and let's see how the conversation goes. Fantastic. Thank you. And I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, take care. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you for listening. And I hope this conversation has inspired you. If you want to know more or have any thoughts or questions, feel free to get in contact on the Gettys Leadership Facebook and Instagram page. You can also message me on my YouTube channel. If you did enjoy this episode and this podcast, Please subscribe and share with others. Thank you for listening.